Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Through Their Eyes podcast. This is a podcast where we get a chance to look at the world and even the church through the eyes of those around us. I'm your host, Michael Clark. I'm your host, Caleb Rutherford. And we're glad that you're with us for our summer season, episode eight. We have had quite a good summer season so far with opportunity each week to have two podcasts come out. One that is a biblical side where we talk about the Bible and then one where we just kind of enjoy each other's company and tell some stories that have happened to the ministers that we have on the program for that week. And they tell us about some of the crazier things that have happened to us on the podcast. Did that really happen? And of course, Jeff Archie, who's with us today, we'll introduce him in just a moment to you and have him introduce himself. He'll be on later this week with a special episode of Did That Really Happen on Thursday. And so if you want to help us out, the first thing I'd ask you to do is to check out our show notes for our social media plugs. All of our social media links can be found in the show notes, all of our information, including our email address. If you have any questions or topic suggestions or, you know, reviews and suggestions that you might want to give to us as we try to be better on the network here, hit our email address at the scattered abroad network at gmail.com. And as well as leaving us a rating and a review, that is ultimately the number one thing you can do to help us is to leave us that rating and review because that kind of helps us, you know, trickle up the charts. And as people look for content and people look for podcasts, the more ratings and reviews the scattered abroad network gets, the more we will be in front of other people giving us a chance to reach even more souls. I mentioned a moment ago that we have brother Jeff Archie. I've known brother Jeff for several years now, and I know Caleb has as well. And we love Jeff Archie. He's a really good brother in Christ, a great minister. And I want to give him an opportunity now to introduce himself and especially the work that he's currently doing with the international gospel hour. Well, thank you, Caleb and Michael. It's just great to be with you guys and great to be with everyone. And thank you for those kind words. Uh, To introduce myself properly, I'm Jeff Archie. I'm married to my beloved bride, Renita, for 33 years. We make our home in Cleveland, Tennessee, just north of Chattanooga, about 30 miles. And thankful to, uh, to be here today. We're thankful to serve our Lord under the oversight of the elders of the West Fayetteville, Tennessee Church of Christ, with our work at International Gospel Hour. And uh, thankful to be on as of this uh, recording, thankful to be on in some form or fashion, either with our weekly broadcast, daily broadcast, our 60 Seconds for the Savior, our Are You Listenings, our Couple of Moments for Christ. Brothers, you put a microphone in front of me, we'll record something. (laughs) That's right. Thankful to be on 192 over-the-air or internet stations, And uh, I would say by the time this comes out, folks, you can go to the International Gospel Hour YouTube channel, see for the first time in 87 years, the full episodes of the International Gospel Hour that are also running on GBN and uh, Cable 6 in Fayetteville, Tennessee on Thursday nights. Uh, We are blessed to be on eight podcast platforms because we wanted to make our program available everywhere possible but we're glad to be on the podcast of anything from the Scattered Abroad Network. And you guys do a great job, and I'm looking forward to today. 
Absolutely, Jeff. Again, just to echo the Michael sentiments, we're grateful that you took time out of your day. I know you're a busy man. You got a lot going on, uh, but you took some time to be with us. Also, specifically for my podcast, the Transformed Podcast, uh, if you stick with us for season two coming up here in a few weeks, you're going to hear Brother Jeff uh, on the podcast as a guest for, uh, I think, maybe seven or eight episodes uh, as we discuss uh, being a soldier for God. We're going through Ephesians chapter six with him. Um, I'm grateful uh, that he took time for that. So hopefully you'll be looking Looking forward to those uh, episodes uh, as they come out here in the next few weeks. Jeff, you know, we're talking about today about this idea of achieving a peaceful transition. And it's kind of an interesting topic, an interesting title name, really just an interesting uh, discussion to have. Obviously, you were involved in local work uh, for quite some time. Um, and maybe you want to expound upon that a little bit. But Obviously, you're not. You've transitioned works now. Talk about that transition process. How was it for you and kind of some of the things that were involved? Well, Caleb, as we think about that time, and now it's been close to a couple of years, uh, transition processes, um, they they all vary. Uh, With my circumstances, uh, I had learned that the elders wanted to consider a change. I had been there 16 and a half years. Uh, I would have written the end a little differently. Sure. And uh, I tried and um, offered to do all that I could and was told later that I did everything that I could do. And so it comes a time when the transition is going to happen. And number one, obviously there has come to a point to where if you continued in that labor, Would it be profitable for the Lord and his kingdom? And you have to really ask some good, hard questions. This may sound like a very unique reference, but being a Tennessee Titans fan, sorry, Michael, but (laughs) when Jeff Fisher and the Tennessee Titans parted ways, I remember that press conference, and it was said that you would think that Coach Fisher was being hired more than the change that would be ahead. And I like the way that they transition things. It was, you know, what was important is what is best, you know, in that case, what was best for the Tennessee Titans? And as Coach Fisher said, there comes a time where coaches and teams just, you sit down and you talk, and the best thing to do is part ways. And um, as we continue talking, that was the best route to go. And uh, so in, re- in that transition process, keep this in mind. Number one, it is the Lord's church, not your church. You want to make this as smooth as possible, no matter how much you may hurt, no matter what may be. What is important is Lord's church, or to reach back in the book of Genesis, when Abram told Lot, we be brethren. Let's make this thing right. Let's let's see what's important. And how you respond to it makes the big difference. People remember how you left more than how you came in. And so with everything I shared with the church, do three things for me. Roll up your sleeves and keep working. Keep doing the work of the Lord here. Pray for the elders. The Lord will provide. And love the next preacher like you loved me. And so it was a a challenging time, but looking back, it, it was time. Uh, again, I would have written it differently, but how many of us get a chance to write our story the way we want? It? Sure. 
you respond makes the difference, good brethren. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure, as we go on. But the transition process, it was a bit of a challenge for me. You had to deal with some hurt. You had to deal with some adjustment. But look at the big picture. We be brethren. It's interesting. You talked about um, a lot of, and I think this is where a lot of people have issues with this, is you mentioned the church does not belong to us. And I think, you know, Matthew 16, 17, 18, 19, Jesus said, um, on this rock, I will build my church, uh, obviously showing that possessive nature. So the church belongs to him. And, and you and I, and as Christians in general, we ought to want what is best for the Lord's church, regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that even means, like you said, making those difficult decisions um, and maybe doing things that, like you said, hurt in the process. But in the long run, if it's for the good of the Lord and for his glory and for his church, then obviously that's what we're going to do. And we're going to do all that we can to glorify and serve him, even if the process in doing that is difficult. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had one, I'm sorry, one experience. I'm sorry, Brother Jeff. I have one experience. I've only left one work. And, uh, it was a tough, it was a tough leave. I'd only been there a couple of years and I was in preaching school at the time. And so preaching school has quite a lot of requirements on students. And one of the requirements that we were, you know, demanded and really commanded to be able to uphold was if a supporter said, we want you to come preach for us, you're going to go see them. You're going to go preach. And toward the end, I think the congregation that I was at was a smaller church. You know, I don't think they quite understood that aspect of it. And I had to have a tough conversation where, you know, some of the people at the congregation accused me of not, you know, having that church's best interests at heart. And I had to explain to them that it wasn't anything against them that, you know, I, I was a student. I had to be subject to the people that were paying me to go to school. And, you know, they were asking me to go. And it was mostly for me, unfortunately, a lot of my supporter trips happened in my second year, my final year of school. So I was gone a lot. And toward the end, when I finally got a new job, it was an unfortunate time to leave. But it was at least nice that one of one of my elders at that congregation, he unfortunately passed away about a year and a half ago. And they were they were some of the first people to call me to say, we want you to come back and lead a prayer. So I at least knew that I hadn't done anything that damaged the church, kind of like what you're describing is it's not my church. I definitely don't want to have the ending the way that I would like to see it be a little different, of course. But when something does go that way, as long as you leave peacefully or you leave, like you said, better than you came to where people will remember that, that makes a lasting impression. You're right. Mm -hmm. And when the decision was announced, the elders commended my work ethic. They commended and said there was no doctrinal problems. I mean, they, you know, stated that briefly and clearly. It just comes a time, well, well, brethren, take a look. What about Paul and Barnabas? I mean, those times come. Sure. Uh, even later in the book of Galatians, Paul and Peter. I mean, you're going to have that. What's important? What's important is, is the kingdom and, and press onward. And uh, then we all look back and you give each other the benefit of the doubt. We all want to go to heaven. We look back and say, you know what? Probably could have handled this better or that better. And that's what you call growth and learning. And um, you always want to keep the door open because, uh, uh, you know, I've, um, well, I'll give you a good example. I I offered in the transition time to, uh, for them to use our program at International Gospel Hour. And uh, of course they had another option, but to use it in between my program that, 
I did there that were was rerunning and Ben Gieselbach who took the place there and uh, does a is doing a great job and Ben doesn't have a better encourager than me. And so um, when we talked about that, and of course, Ben now has an excellent radio program, and I'm delighted because I'm all for radio programs. Mm. But I said, you know, brethren, it's there if you want to use it. And uh, of course, they, you know, had other choices, and that's, you know, that's their choice. And so um, I, I will add this very quickly. Ben and I will have lunch from time to time. We haven't in a while because, you know, everybody's busy. But my last visit with Ben, he looked at me. He said, you know, Jeff, a lot of preachers would have had difficulty of the former preacher remaining in town. He said, that's never crossed my mind, and I've never had a worry. That meant the world to me, Michael and Caleb. Yeah. And, uh, and I told him, you know, brother, I've walked where you've walked, sat where you sat. You ever need me, pick up the phone and call. Sure. We always willing to help. So, well, Let me ask you this, Jeff. And, um when it comes, obviously, with you having left that that particular congregation, but um, you still live in that same area, correct? Mm-hmm, okay. Yes. So, how does that work with like the relationships? Obviously, those friendships that you've had and built and strengthened over the years—they're still there. How do those relationships um, kind of vary or change, or did they change at all? Um, in that kind of, I guess, how to keep that professional relationship with still being there, still be, having their best interest at heart, and then also no longer being the local minister there. How, how do those relationships work? Well, there's always the time that you that you need to, to transition. And, and I've always kind of had a, a kind of a personal policy with me when I have, uh, you know, left previous works with notices and leave properly, that I don't go back to those works for about a year. You know, when I was in local work or shall we say part-time work when I also had a secular job, uh, I wouldn't go back to those works for about a year. You just take a little time because you've got to focus on your new work. Sure. Uh, So with that said, you know, when you focus on your new work and then they move onward with the new preacher, it's kind of like where Michael left and now he's focused on his new work and it's like you leaving North Carolina, you still have those relationships, right. but when you focus on your new work and then they're focusing on the new man there, you know, it, it kind of, if you will, it kind of comes apart a little bit, but your hearts remain the same. You know, sure. we just don't sing blessed be the tie that binds just because it's a nice closing hymn. It is so true that, uh, you know, when we asunder part it gives us inward pain, but you know, we shall still be joined in heart and hope to meet again. And so, you know, when the doors open, that that will be well and we'll be fine. And and so um, and and also to, you know, we find ourselves uh, helping a couple of the congregations here. Now, we're under the oversight of the elders of West Fayetteville, Tennessee, with our work of International Gospel Hour. And I talked with them and they said, Jeff, help a work over there that may need your help. And so we try to assist with the North Bradley Church of Christ, which was a church plant of a couple of years ago on the north end of town, and the Union Grove Church of Christ that's out in the rural area. And that way we kind of give space, give a little time to heal in many cases, uh, and also give the new preacher his space as well. And so it, it works out all right. You just got to give it a little bit of time, keep your focus on what your work is about, 
And, um, and, you know, there have been times I've been asked to come back and conduct funerals or have a part. And uh, you always try to meet those requests and all and, uh, and do as you can and see people as you can. So it, um, you know, it works out all right. It works together for good. Sure. I think uh, Romans eight twenty eight has something mm. to do with that. <laughs> I know um, as a little boy, when my mom and dad, we had a green van when I was born and had that green van for a few years. I still remember it. You can tell how much, how much it meant to me. Um, time came to sell it and to get rid of it. And I pitched a fit because that was our car. And so I have never been a huge fan of change. Change is so difficult. And yet it also brings about so much opportunity and when you think about the the change you experienced and where you're at a couple of years later, could you expand on that mindset of change being difficult can still bring about so much opportunity for us to abound? Sure, Michael. Sometimes when change comes, of course, you, you least expect it. Um, and when, you know, the decision was there and the change, we talked about a few things and, kind of worked a, a transition. And, and, uh, and so you look at change like this. You take a look and say, well, the work that I had, I no longer need to be there so I can get myself some rest. And uh, you look at it that way. And, uh, and change is difficult, but it can open a lot of doors. First of all, remember, the elders wanted to make a change, and we must respect that with their authority. Uh, may not agree with some things, but they have that authority. They want to make the change. I thought, why not? Let me embrace this change and let's see what's out there. So there's going to be a new preacher coming there in some time, and I'm going to be in another work in some time. And so there's a lot of change. But you know what, Caleb and Michael, you want me to tell you who did not change the whole time? Sure. God did not change the whole time. Right. That's right. And you trust in him and say, Lord, I know you've got something out there. So you look for those open doors. Paul said, a great door and effectual is open unto me. There are many adversaries. The church at Philadelphia in Revelation 3, uh, I have set before you an open door. Lord, I know there are open doors out there. So you look at that opportunity and what's there. Uh, you look at the blessings you had. I, I mean, I was blessed for 16 and a half years, got to live a lifelong dream, got to be among some of the greatest people on this earth. So I look at the past blessings and I embrace the father in my presence and know that's the same father that's going to lead me in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that change can open up. Um, some of the, some of the, um, some of the interviews or discussions I had about other works uh, were really promising. Uh, I was blessed to, uh, that if I came or went to certain areas, there were a couple of schools of preaching that said, we want you to have a part with us here. Uh, there was just some wonderful opportunities. but uh, And so you embrace the change and you look upon it and you kind of weigh what you may do in the future. And, uh, and, and, uh, and to see the options that are out there. So yeah, it can, it can be exciting and it can be good. And, uh, and look, Michael, if a green van's gonna, 
really trouble you that much, then just go buy one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Change is, um, like we talked about before, change is difficult. And I don't think, I don't know, most, I don't really know many people who, who like change. Um, but um, there's a difference in liking it and embracing it and understanding mm-hmm. that um, whatever comes your way, it's going to be an opportunity for you to glorify God. I heard the quote one time, while you're waiting for God to open up that next door, praise him in the hallway. Because we always have an opportunity oh. to glorify him and praise him no matter what's going on in our lives. And we're gonna mm-hmm. he's he's gonna use us for his glory if we if that's what we are truly wanting in this life to be faithful to him and to live righteously for him. And uh what an opportunity you have now, especially through IGH, how many doors that has opened uh for the gospel to be spread to the world, um, and how thankful and how grateful we are for that. Let me ask you this, Jeff, and I think you kind of alluded to it and answered it. Um, just a moment ago, but how did you stay positive, um, during this time of transition and change? Because obviously, like we said, change is difficult. Moving from work to work is difficult. Um, it can mess with your emotions, your head, your mindset, those kinds of things. How did you stay positive through this entire time of transition? Well, you're going to have your moments, but I suppose the summary would be this Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Sure. All thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So you trusted in the Lord. You knew he was going to open a door. And uh, and there were brethren that were encouraging. I told, uh, I know of one elder in the Lord's church in this area. He looked at me. He said, Jeff, this is not going to affect you. As a matter of fact, there's going to be a better door that will open. And when you get comments like that, uh, positive statements from so many people uh, that, uh, you know, flooded my Facebook post and my thread and all, and, and, uh, and just being around folks. And also, too, you know, I began to, you know, kind of think about what my next step would be. This may surprise some people, but um, I was considering, because we wanted to stay in this area primarily because of Renita's parents. Uh, we took this work uh, years ago. Uh, she is an only child, and uh, we found an opportunity to be close to her folks. And in the later years, well, the later years are here, brothers. And, and uh, my mom is in Nashville. My mom and dad were in Nashville. I could get easy access back there, but my sister is there and does a wonderful job. And I try to help her as I can, and so so grateful for it. But uh, uh, I was considering the funeral business. I had worked with funeral homes here, and if I could help them in some way, and and uh, and do some time for gospel meeting work, and try to work out some type of contract or agreement basis. But of course, the Lord had other ideas. But you remain positive, and when you would have that moment to where, oh boy, am I going to find something? It went quickly because you start shifting on trusting in the Lord. And, um, and so you press onward and you know, there's something good that's going to come. And, uh, and you just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. And again, Proverbs three, five, and six, and, uh, and bear with it and press onward. Now I want to throw in a piece of advice here for preachers and, uh, very quickly on this, cause this will also help you stay positive. Uh, there's going to be a change in the work. Uh, some congregations may dismiss a preacher and 
That's it. I would encourage all preachers to fully fund your PRF, your Preacher Relocation Fund. Lay aside six months of salary somewhere. Don't touch it. And if something happens to where it's a this is it, you can be positive knowing that you can provide for your family because you laid back and you were a good steward of what you had. That gives you time to transition and to seek the next door that the Lord will open. That's important. That's important. Stay positive, too, because, you know, know, what am I going to do now? Right. And, uh, And one of the challenges is when a man loses his position, whether he works in the secular world or whether he is a preacher, he will start questioning himself. But if he has provided and he has done the work of the Lord and all, then, uh, then that should be done. I would also add this. I believe that when a preacher is hired, and I credit Jerry Barber for this and a lot of his good work, that when you're in a good mood and everybody's positive and excited about the new preacher and the preacher's excited about the elders and the elders have found their right man, there's the time to discuss when you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, brethren, the day will come, and if it does, how do we want to do this where the Lord's work and press right onward and we can make an easy transition. And uh, I believe that is vitally important And because uh, elderships change through the years. And uh, when one elder steps aside, you've got a brand new eldership, no matter how you look at it. So those things need to be in writing and plan that if they say, okay, you know, we think we need to move on from Michael or Caleb or Jeff, then how have we got this laid out? And then we make the move and we transition and makes change easier and we stay positive in the Lord's church is first and foremost. Yeah. That's, that's hard too, because I think so many, so many times we get caught up in the security of the current job that we have. And we forget that while preaching is one of the best jobs in the world, it also is really, in my opinion, one of the most volatile because at any moment, like you said, an, an eldership could change. And all of a sudden the elders that, you know, you were the apple of their eye and they really appreciated the work that you did. Maybe the next eldership doesn't see it that way because they haven't had that time or, you know, the, the congregation become unsettled because of a sermon that needed to be preached and maybe an eldership's not as strong as they need to be. And so they have to, uh, to tell the preacher to leave because they don't want to hear that type of stuff. I, I had to preach. I've told this on another podcast recently, a couple of weeks ago on seeking the old paths and imploring some of our members to come back to church because I've seen them other places, but I haven't seen them at the assembly. And one of my elders came up to me and said, the fire department called and said, your house is on fire after that sermon. (laughs) And he told me it was a good sermon, but he basically was pointing out that, you know, I didn't sugarcoat anything. And there are some congregations though, that after a sermon like that, the preacher's moving. That's why we usually joke around and call them moving sermons because you're going to move shortly after you preach it. And so having that fun set up is very important. And it is something that we should all strive to have because you don't even know what if you got sick and the congregation, you know, couldn't handle some of the things that preacher fund could also be a, a hospital fund. If you had to use it for that for a time being, you know, there's so many things that that could help you with that a church may not be equipped to, to take care of. And so that's, that's incredibly important. And as you mentioned, God opened doors for you with IGH and a wonderful door of opportunity. And it was, is obvious that that door seemed to close on your local work time. 
And not too long after that, the the door opened up for you to go work with the International Gospel Hour. And how did you know, because you mentioned that you had other conversations about other works, how did you know that this was the right choice and opportunity for you and your family? Well, it kept coming up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it kept <laughs> arising. And uh, you talked and you thought about it, and it would arise again. And and uh, and and so when when that happened, and it kept coming up, and and uh, and all, and the encouragement that I received, we we knew that would be the right door. It would allow us to remain here in Cleveland, close to Anita's folks. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, recently a couple of my elders were in the area. They came to Cleveland. Uh, their wives wanted to hear Renita at a ladies' day at the North Bradley Church of Christ. And so they came over. Well, they came, the two elders came over and sat and visited with me while their wives were at Ladies' Day. And I said, Brethren, let me take you on a tour. So I walked in the kitchen at my kitchen table. I said, This is the office of the auxiliary office of IGH. Came upstairs to where we're recording right now and showed where I record in the small studio here that I've created. Then I took them down to the basement and I said, this is the warehouse where we keep everything. And so uh, you, you just knew it was the right opportunity. We prayed, the Lord opened that door, it kept coming up. And uh, so, you know, very thankful for that. But simply, brothers, it was a work that kept rising up. It looked like the right opportunity. And, uh, and so uh, when it kept rising up and and I'd had experience in radio, uh, television, and everything. I thought, well, this is the door the Lord has opened. Let's pursue it. And um, so it's been a it's been a true blessing uh, ever since. Uh, Renita and I talk often. She said, you know, you look back and you see the Lord's hand was in it all, and uh, to bring us of this opportunity, brothers. I get to well, I get to do things like this with you, <laughs> then, uh, and and also uh, the opportunity to. To help you, brothers, as you started Scattered Abroad Network with uh, the intros of programs and the outgoes, and uh, or as you say, the announcer of Scattered Abroad, I got to <laughs> share this. It's ought to this ought to go in the funny part, but we got to throw it in here. I can't think which one of you said it, but said, you know, would that be a conflict of interest for you? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bit in the world, you know, because uh, we're all laboring together, and uh, as a matter of fact, with our new television program. Uh, I'm doing something as we begin called highlights, and I it's a highlight segment. And of course, I do a play on the IGH of highlights, International Gospel Hour. And what I do is, is I share like an article, and I'll give you a couple. Uh, Joe Wells, I love Joe. Kyle Publications. I remember when Joe started dating Aaron, threatened to flunk him in my class if he didn't ask her out. That's a true story, and to flunk him the next quarter. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I will talk about Kyle publications, the work they do and share an article from Joe, uh, did that with apologetics press and, you know, to help drive people to these websites and see us on TV that, Hey, I need to find something mm-hmm. there. And, uh, and we're glad to be, you know, co-laborers in many ways to encourage them. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the, you knew it was the right opportunity because it kept rising up. And when it would rise up, you think, hmm, I better look at this a little bit more. Right. And, and to God be the glory. Right. You know, I think it was Brother uh, brother Curtis Cates who said, lighthouses don't compete. Um, when we're all here to help each other, 
That's they right. continue to show mm-hmm. others towards Jesus Christ. It's funny you mentioned Joe. Um, Joe uh, was actually on this particular podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so he, he certainly uh, is a good one. He's got a lot of good information, certainly helps a lot of the young people and young families uh, in our world with all the things that they're dealing with. But Jeff, it's funny that you mentioned um, it, how IGH kept coming back up and kept coming back up because I, I, really, I don't think a lot of people know this. Um, when I was in North Carolina, um, East Hill had contacted me um, uh, actually twice, and I had turned them down the first time. And I, I think I may have called you and asked you about it, um, Jeff, before before I, I ever made any decision. But it's funny how sometimes things just keep pop, popping back up. And I had I had declined the offer. I had I had said no, I'm not going. Um, I want to stay where I'm at. And then they offered it again later. I was like. I get, maybe I need to look into this a little bit. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? How, how things work out. Um, and how, uh, I don't know if you call it the providence of God or just, you can, you just see doors open. Um, now that you look back in retrospect, you're able to see kind of how everything played out. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. we're doing it all for the glory of God. Yeah. So true, Caleb. So true. And, and, uh, so, you know, just thankful. And, and, and we were talking the other day, myself and Renita and, and, and so many open doors within, you know, for example, when, when I mentioned podcast platforms, now IGH is not a podcast. Sure. I mean, a radio broadcast, but the podcast platforms, you know, just like you are on several podcast platforms like Spotify and uh, iHeart and things. Well, we do that to offer to people every opportunity to hear our program in the world. I'll give you a good one. And I'm going to put out a plug here for good sister in Christ, Trish Fishbush that lives in Canada. Uh, Trish goes on the yes to campaign. She's a PTP -er, So if she's listening, Trish, Renita and I send you our best. And, uh, but uh, Trish heard me do a a Facebook live one night and didn't realize that she could access international gospel hour through a podcast platform. And so she tuned in and now she can listen when, when she would like. Because we're not over right. the Canada well yet, you know, and uh, and then we had a request one day from a lady from the Bronx, New York. Oh, wow. We're not on in the Bronx, New York, over the air, but she heard us on Amazon Music. Mm. And right. so, you know, to God be the glory, and and now you see a lot of these doors open up, um, you know, just just for that right there, um, working with congregations and helping them with their radio broadcast. Uh, just last week, I was in Lubeck, West Virginia, a suburb. Uh, well, it's Washington, West Virginia, a suburb of uh, Parkersburg. And uh, the elders, while I was holding the meeting there, they talked with me about IGH, and they wanted to uh, have IGH as their radio broadcast. So we visited a local radio station, worked out the details, and starting this Sunday, uh, we're going to be on two stations, and one of the stations is an AM and then two FMs due to translators, antennas that go to different areas. And uh, so we're very excited. That's four stations there. So you have a lot of fun with this. And then, of course, when I came on with IGH, Jeff, you've worked with GBN. What about an IGH TV program? And, I mean, it was let's make it work. And so coming up here, uh, well, it's going to be the first week of June. Now, by the time this runs, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch it or GBN. Brothers, it's that excitement that you can see to where here we are. And my predecessor, Jody Apple, told me, he said, Jeff, you can give this work what it needs. 
and had good encouragement from Jody and, and, and the open doors that have been there. I could go on and on and on. And so, uh, but back to the question, if it keeps coming up, and Caleb, like in your case, it just kept coming up. And, uh, you know, as in Michael's case, you know, he, he kept asking out, oh, Michael, help me. Which which daughter Megan. did you? Megan, thank you. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Megan, right? That's Megan. Okay. I, I wish the testies would have gone with other alphabets other than M. <laughs> Trying to remember those girls is a challenge for me. Well, then they made, then I married into the family as Michael. And so we jokingly told my brother-in-law who's got, who's engaged. And uh, we told his fiance, you know, you got to change your name to an M to be in the family. So well, well, um, my point is how many times did you finally ask Megan till she finally said, yes, she'd go out with you. You know, sometimes yeah. she realized how good she got it. And, uh, and everything now, Caleb, in your situation, you had to keep asking Kaylin and she just finally said, look, okay. that's right. That's exactly right. I had to ask her twice. She turned me down twice. Um, and, uh, it was, that, that was rough, but third time's a charm and it worked out. So yeah, I tell you what, you, you guys married some special ladies yes, from special families. I'm telling you, man, I, uh, I love your families and I know, but, uh, but that's the right opportunity. You keep praying, but if it keeps coming up, then, uh, and you know, you think about it, brothers, uh, did it keep coming up for Abraham? Mm. But you think about the conversation between Abraham and God, uh, you think about the conversation between Moses and God, I, I would probably go with that one even more so. You know, Lord, I'm not eloquent in speech. Well, here's Aaron. I mean, right. you know, it, it kept coming up. Sure. That, this is what you are to do. And I think also on another side, we learn from that when Jesus was in the garden. He prayed that prayer three times and he said, Lord, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. And it kept rising up, if you will. This is your purpose. No doubt. Um, so thankful, thankful for that. Absolutely. Very. Absolutely. You know, we, we've been talking about local work. Um, and obviously, Within local work for ministers, uh, it's different for everybody, um, and every local work is different. Um, but it's it obviously involved is the teaching and the visiting, the edifying, all of those different things that are involved in local work. But then you having now switched to working uh, for and with the International Gospel Hour, how did you switch from going from a local work and being a minister in that sort to switching to now um, working with IGH, obviously two, two different works, um, and serving, uh, the kingdom in two different ways. How did, how did that transition work? How did, how did you change that? Well, for me, the transition worked, um, worked all right because my work at Eastside ended on July of 2019, but I did not begin IGH officially until January of 2020. Now from about mid November through December of 2019, I, I was, it was kind of like a contract work with West Fayetteville. Uh, I went over and filled in for Andrew Irwin, the preacher there. Mm -hmm. And Andy continues to be our preacher, does an awesome job there. And, uh, but Andy went to Kenya. So while Andy was gone, uh, the elders asked, would you come over each week and preach and give people a chance to know you and uh, to kind of, you know, uh, know a little bit more about our work. And so it was easy uh, to make the transition with the time. So when you take that my work ceased in July of 2019, 
but I really didn't begin officially to January 2020 and then some contract work in November. I had a little bit of time to breathe and a little bit of time to to carefully look at my next move. And so uh, the switch was rather easy. I mean, when elders say we, we, we feel like we need to make a change, okay, then I'm, I'm trying to be gracious here. That, I mean, that cuts you off. I sure. mean, I mean, you're no longer needed in that work, but, you know, again, the church is first. I mean, although my work had ceased, I, I offered for some transition work. Let me transition off because, you know, I'm doing some visiting here. I've got this involved, so let me pass this off to the deacon in charge. And, you know, so I would send a lot of emails transitioning that work off, which made the switch easy. And then, uh, you know, there just comes a time that, uh, you know, I'm no longer there. And so I've got to look ahead. And uh, that's why I'm I'm a big proponent of that preacher relocation fund and of looking. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes you can come out of a work and and you can you can be, you know, there's some hurt and things you need to work through that you don't need to take to your next work. And uh, so I had a little bit of time there to help heal and then look and transition, uh, which is always good. And so that, that helped me in the fact that, you know, this, you know, this is done and the cord is cut. My, my work is no longer needed there. Now, if someone called me and, and I'll give you a good example, I did a funeral for a man and baptized his granddaughter late that evening. Well, the mother and daughter said, you know, Jeff, we'd like to call, East side home, that's where we've been, and they'd been away for a while. Well, I called one of the elders and I said, you know, here's what you need to know to help them all I can. And uh, because, you know, I wanted them to transition, you know, that a little better. And uh, so, um, you know, you always want to keep that. So, uh, you know, as time has gone on, it, it has, you know, it has kind of moved away where it's very clear. Jeff is not here, but Jeff's over here. Here's who we have. And you go from there. So I had a little time built in and I would encourage that that little bit of time helps to heal from one as needed and give you transition to go into your next work. That's why it's so important to give a good notice if you're going to take a new work. And again, if you've worked all that out at the start, you give a fair notice and you Finish up, because when you give that notice, you enter into a transition plan, and then you're able to look at your next work, and that's so important. No doubt. Jeff, as we kind of uh, push things, maybe, you know, kind of towards a close here for this for this particular episode, let me ask you this. What If there's, maybe, maybe there's a preacher or someone who's listening to this particular podcast, and maybe they are someone who is going through this transition process from work to work, place to place. Um, what advice do you have for them? Cause like we said, sometimes it takes time for something else to present itself for another opportunity, mm -hmm. for another door to open. And maybe those doubts are starting to creep in. Maybe they're starting to stress, not know what to do. What kind of advice do you have for someone who's maybe going through a difficult time like that? Realize that your father has not changed. He will open a door for you. Number two. Learn from your past and how you can become better. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Right. Lean to your own understanding in all thy ways. 
you know, commit your ways unto him. He will bring it to pass. He will lead you in the right paths, shall I say. So, you know, pretty much what we've talked about here today, but a quick summary is you continue to look for the open doors. Uh, It may very well be that the Lord is opening a door for you to look at something in a secular way while you still serve him. Nothing wrong with that. Sure. Uh, And also, too, Caleb, uh, people have access here. They can reach out to you. Uh, They can email me if they'd like, uh, jeff at internationalgospelhour.com. Send me an email, and uh, I'll be glad to chat with you and talk with you. And uh, But I I would say uh, trust in the Lord and watch your finances carefully. And look for the open doors. Embrace your blessings of the past. Know you still have your father in your future. And know he's going to lead you to an open door. Yeah, I know, uh, again, not the, not the exact same situation. But I know when I worked at GBN and I made the decision to go to preaching school, I left knowing that there would be a chance that GBN could not afford or have a spot open for me to come back to. And, you know, unfortunately for me, that wasn't the case. I wasn't able to go back to GBN. I loved my time there and loved the the network. And I met my wife there. And uh, a lot of what I've been able to accomplish in ministry started at GBN. But I remember I talked to my wife about the first couple of days after we took a local work. I said, I'm worried I won't be able to do the same stuff I was able to do when I worked at GBN and, and filming and doing these types of things and being involved and in ministry and as far as television and other things that I had become accustomed to doing and God opened a door for that, you know, it was not the exact same. I wasn't in the building working in an office anymore, but I have the opportunity still to go there from time to time. And now of course, Caleb's door that was opened in Pulaski opened up the door for the scattered abroad network because there are overseeing congregation. And so it's a, it's amazing to think about with your story with IGH was scattered abroad with myself it always seems to work out, doesn't it? You know, we always have God looking out for us and it, it seems to be, yeah, absolutely. No matter what happens, God's there. God takes care of us. And uh, Jeff, I want to give you an opportunity before I close this out to say anything final that you might have, if there's anything at all. And if not, that's fine. But if there is, I want to give you one last chance to give a send off, if you will. Well, sure. Well, listen to all the brothers that are listening to this and, and, you know, you bear with it, stay with it. Remember those three things. Tell the congregation from where you're leaving, keep up the good work, pray for the elders. We all want to go to heaven together. And also to love the next preacher like you love me. Look for those open doors. And real quickly, Michael, you mentioned about when you left GBN, would that door be open? But look at the direction it went. I would encourage any preacher, and I think in 2020, a lot of us became preachers. I, I tell this as a joke, where the, the Forrest Gump meme to where he has that look on his face, and at the top it says, and just like that, and at the bottom it said, <laughs> we were all televangelists. Everybody went on Facebook Live, the sermons and everything. Brothers, embrace opportunities for television. Get over your fear. Embrace those opportunities. Embrace radio. Uh, embrace podcast. Seek out those opportunities and, uh, and let the Lord open those doors for you. And brothers, it's been a joy. Anytime I'm around Caleb and Michael, it's a joy to be with you today. 
it's been a blessing. Thank you much. Well, I'm glad that you were with us and I appreciate you very much. I'll, t- I'll tell this as we close out. Anytime uh, I have tried to call Jeff over the years, Jeff usually waits about 20 or 30 seconds to answer. <laughs> and when he answers, he starts, he's your own personal hype man. That's right. And he starts to, uh, to praise you and to give you some, some words of encouragement. And so I, I said to my wife one time when I was calling you, she says, is he not going to pick up? I said, no, no, he's preparing. And sure <laughs> enough, right. as soon as I said that, you picked up. And so uh, Jeff has been a, a, a great encourager to me. I know for Caleb as well, no as well as many others, perhaps even a lot of our listeners today as they're sitting down and enjoying this podcast and thinking about what we've talked about with transitioning from one work to another. If you're a minister, even if you're not a minister, your job that you're in right now is not guaranteed to be your only job that you ever have. And so you might have to transition at some point. And even in the secular world, a lot of what we talked about today is, is still applicable. And so remaining positive and doing all of these things and trying to make sure that we're ready for whatever happens. And so we're thankful that you took time today to be with us. Don't forget, you can find our email address down in the show notes, the scattered abroad network at gmail.com. You can leave us a rating and a review. And as well as this Thursday, we have brother Jeff Archie back with us as he's going to tell us some stories about what's happened to him over his years as a minister. And I know there's going to be a, a few stories at least that will cause us to chuckle. And like we say on that podcast, it's okay to laugh. And we hope that you'll join us on Thursday for a laugh. But until then, thanks for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.